WERU-FM 89.9 in Blue Hill and streaming and podcasting at WERU.org. And as always, at 7.30 here on Mondays, we check in live on the phone with RW Estella. Good morning, RW. Good morning, Allison. Only the briefest of breaks in the cloud cover this morning just before dawn offered a glimpse of the now waning gibbous Hunter's full moon as it passed below the Pleiades star cluster in Taurus, high in the western sky. Such little glances heavenward quietly energize me and begin my day with a quick reminder of our place in the general scheme of things. Every semester about this time, I silently celebrate the not-so-minor triumph of having made it through the first half of the term. The next seven weeks have a momentum all of their own, carrying me ever forward to the end of the semester. It's as if the halfway point of the journey has been reached, and I'm now traveling inevitably toward a conclusion. We're barely a month into autumn and not quite two months from winter, but today, on October 25th, we're at crossroads of sorts. Something about this date suggests fervency, transcendent immediacy. On October 25th, 1415, in northern France near Calais, Henry V and his Welsh longbow archers defeated the more numerous and better-armed French knights. Seventy-seven years later, in 1492 on this date, Christopher Columbus's vast-filled ship, the Santa Maria, landed at what would become the Dominican Republic. In 1760, on October 25th, George William Frederick, known as Hanover George or German George, became George III, King of England, the monarch in place during the American Revolution. Fifty-five years later, the Erie Canal would open on this date, and in 1861, on October 25th, the first telegraph message from St. Louis, Missouri, to San Francisco, California, was delivered, effectively spelling the end of the short-lived Pony Express mail delivery system, about which we might take a moment's notice. When the Central Overland California and Pikes Peak Express Company was preparing to start the Pony Express, it ran an advertisement in a California paper that read, Wanted, young, skinny, wiry fellows, not over 18, must be expert riders, willing to risk death daily, orphans preferred. In actuality, most of the Pony Express riders were around 20. The youngest was 11, and the oldest was mid-40s. Their average weight was 120 pounds, and not many were orphans. The company purchased approximately 400 horses for use for the Pony Express route. Among them were thoroughbreds, mustangs, pintos, and morgans. From late April 1860 to late October 1861, the Pony Express carried mail in both directions between St. Joseph, Missouri and Sacramento, California. Right up until the advent of the telegraph service between those two destinations brought a whole new meaning to the word express. That displacement of one method for another might also be seen in the history of the picture postcard, which was first used in the United States on October 25, 1870. 140 years later, many travelers use digital methods to convey to friends and family where they've been and what they've seen. Something isn't quite the same, however. The feel and look of a nice postcard from a foreign clime, replete with an exotic stamp and postmark, conveys a sense of place that a digital photo in an email just quite can't accomplish. Translutio studi, the Renaissance theory that civilization, civilization moves in a westward course, seems to permeate historical events of October 25th. On this date in 1881, Wyatt, Virgil, and Morgan Earp and Doc Holliday fought the Clantons and the McLaurys at the O.K. Corral in Tombstone, Arizona. And speaking of horses and fighting, 
Today is the birthday of painter Pablo Picasso, whose giant canvas, Guernica, features the screaming horse as a symbol of the terrible attack on the Basque town of Guernica by German Condor squadron airplanes just prior to World War II. In 1904, Picasso and fellow painter Georges Braque had launched the Cubist movement, which became a sensation. Years later of his life's work, Picasso would say, Art is lies that tell truth. And Brock would remark, art is meant to upset people. Science reassures them. For more on Maine, have a great day.